0: And welcome to Gavin Grow. It's a podcast that introduces you to people, places, and resources in and around Western Connecticut State University. I'm your lovely host, Mary Beth Griffin. And today, we're going to be talking about campus technology with two people who I think know a little bit about it. Um, They are the interim directors for campus information, technology, and innovation here on campus. And so I'm asking you to say a lovely hello to Rebecca Woodward and John DeRosa. Hi, Mary Beth. (laughs) Hey, Mary Beth. Good to be with you. Thanks for having us. Great to have you here. Um, Today, we want to talk a little bit about technology in terms of student use of it at Western. And so I'm going to just ask, you know, what are some general things that students have access to and need to know about technology on campus?
1: Okay, well I'll start, Mary Beth. Um So some of our most popular um, areas are our computer centers. So these are open labs that, are, that our students um, are able to use and we've got uh, two of them on our Midtown campus and three of them on our West Side campus. And they vary in size, um, but one of them uh, on our Midtown campus is our Student Technology Training Center, mm-hmm. and that's located in the Student Center, and that's a great space um, for students who want either one-on-one um, assistance with software programs like Excel or PowerPoint, um, or just general overview of technology. Um, and it's also a lab where they can work independently as well. Um, in addition, and that's right
0: at the top of the <coughs> stairs on the second floor. Correct. Too, yep, right? it's
1: Student Center Room 225. Yep. And then we have our our really large general-purpose labs uh, in the Haas Library and the Westside Classroom Building. And then we've got two in our Visual and Performing Arts Building. So we've got um, our uh, art room and our graphics lab as well. And then we have three 24-hour labs that students can access 24-7. Great.
2: Yeah, and in addition to that, so over the past several years, we've invested a lot of time and resources um, in upgrading our a wireless and wired network at the university. We realize that the residence halls is like the students' home away from home, mm-hmm. so the upgrades that we've done allow the students to um, be able to connect to things and stream video, whether it's Netflix or a, or a game console, et cetera. Hopefully, they're also squeezing in some time to <laughs> study and do their work. But for, and for the community of students, students, it's the same thing. On campus, connecting their devices to the wireless network, and also using the computers in the labs that Rebecca mentioned that are connected to the wired network. We feel like we've got a a network now that will um, um, continuously support the additional devices that are coming onto the network. You know, five years ago maybe there were three devices that a student brought their laptop, a smartphone, a console. Now it could be eight devices that they're bringing with them. So the investments that we've made in the wireless and wired um, network hopefully uh, will help the students and it'll help us keep pace with um, their interaction.
0: Yeah, and that's, I think, really important. Most students don't use more than two or three at a time, but, you know, my daughter at home, I see her and she's got her phone on and she's got an iPad and she's got the computer, so sometimes, you know, three at a time is not unusual, so... And one other thing um, that our resident students have access
1: to, um, it's it's really a satellite television system that Mm -hmm. we have. So we've got our channel lineup. But in addition to that, um, that channel lineup includes um, HBO and Showtime. They now get HBO Go and Showtime anytime so that they can access um, the streaming content from there. And the great thing is as long as they're a resident student, they can access those sites even from – their homes, mm-hmm. so during the breaks they still have access. Yeah. So those are really nice additions that we added last fall.
0: Yeah, and I know people have really loved those, so it's it's a great thing. I I love walking in with students and they see that sign because we've got the HBO sign up right on the front as they come in right now, and uh, it was same thing when Showtime was up, they were like, you know, so yes, it's been they're, great. They're pretty excited about it. Um, in terms of like technology that they use for. Classwork or things. Um, I know students used to keep a lot of their information, they could keep it on a drive here on campus, but now that's located in the cloud. And so they have access to OneDrive, is it?
2: Yes, that's correct. So OneDrive is one aspect of the Office 365 now. So the students, faculty and staff have access to a whole host of different um, applications and capabilities. Um, everything from being able to set up a group and work collaborative, collaboratively with other students, um, and usually at you know the faculty will will be driving that in mm-hmm. the future, but Microsoft Teams uh, is an example of that. But the OneDrive is now replacing our shared drives, which every student used to have something called the H drive. Mm-hmm. That's been sunset, and OneDrive, which is available to them through their uh, again Office 365. Mm-hmm. Um, is a way for them to um, share, collaborate with other students within uh, the course. They can save all their documents there, and it's more state-of-the-art versus a shared drive. They're in control of who they can share their documents Mm -hmm. with, and it's um, in the Microsoft cloud, so the data is always being backed up. There's a lot more storage available to them. There aren't as many limitations, and it's cost-effective for us because we get to sunset old technology with um, newer, much more capable technology.
0: And I'm going to guess that a lot of them are far more tech savvy than I am, for instance. But if somebody was having, you know, concerns about how to use that, where can they find out? Can they get some training on that?
2: Okay. So um, I I would direct students to our ITI homepage. Um, We're doing a, a lot better of kind of keeping up to date and Uh, more up-to-date information about technology at the home page of, you know, the the department. ITI Mm -hmm. standing for Information Technology and Innovation. And if you visit that page on the right-hand side, there's a how-to search box there. And you put in any number of query terms, just about anything. Mm -hmm. So if you put in OneDrive, it's going to lead you to lots of documentation and help about how to use that. If you put in Blackboard, it's going to give you a lot of um, help on how you can leverage Mm -hmm. that. You know, just about anything that's technology-related, that portal will most likely have an answer or help. If if you don't yeah. get um, an answer back there, then, of course, they should always contact our service desk.
1: And if they want some one-on-one, um, all of our computer center assistants that work in the computer, lab, mm-hmm. computer labs can help them with things like OneDrive and other kind of basic
0: technology. Yeah, that's great to know because I know some people, you know, Sometimes the written word does really well for me, and other times I need somebody to just sit with me and kind of, you know, it's this, and then press this button, and then I have to play with it for a while. And usually that's good enough for me. <laughs> and thankfully, <laughs> Microsoft made OneDrive
1: fairly simple, although mm-hmm. some of their applications are not so simple, but uh-huh. OneDrive seems to, they,
0: they seem to have done a good job with that. Yeah. So it seems to be pretty easy to use. That's a good thing to know. Um, we talked a little bit about some of that support from from the labs and things, and I think that's just really important to touch base on again because there usually is somebody around who's going to be able to help you if you have a question or something on software or, you know, how to use something. And, and I just want students to know that that's, that's pretty important to them. Um, can we talk just a little bit about, equipment and programs and software things that might be available to students?
1: Sure. (laughs) Um, So we do have a, uh, a portal which students can download Um, uh, Windows operating systems and uh, Office 2016 free of charge and they're able to use those on their personal devices so that's a great service that we Mm -hmm. offer students um, that I don't know if they're aware of Um, but they can also access the uh, Office 2016 through the um, Office 365 suite as well Um, so that's great for software um, for personal devices but we do have a number of standard systems on our on our general lab machines Mm -hmm. and classroom machines like the adobe suite so we've got the adobe suite the office suite those are kind of standard applications and then depending if you get into the more specialized labs like um in the visual and performing arts they Mm -hmm. have very specific software um you know geared towards those programs right um so, so that's kind of an overview of the software mm-hmm. um, equipment. Um, so, media services signs out equipment for students. So, if they need digital recording equipment, audio equipment, video equipment, um, uh, they can come in and get that through media services in
0: Whitehall. I spend a lot of time near <laughs> near media services these days. Um, I know we mentioned briefly Blackboard, and we're going to have a session that uh, Scott and Aura did with us on Blackboard. That'll be coming up shortly after this one airs. But um, just anything that you want to mention specific to Blackboard? I don't know if there's anything there.
1: Um, so Blackboard um, Blackboard Learn is our learning management system, and all courses are automatically created in Blackboard Learn, although all faculty don't necessarily use mm-hmm. them. So a student might see a course but without any content, so they should always ask their professor um, you know if they're using it because some some don't mm-hmm. um, but it's uh, you know it, it's it's a cloud hosted um, software that, that they are able to access and pretty much all of their coursework so everything from content to testing to their grades can be kept and managed on blackboard Great. Um, yeah
2: yeah and along these lines of uh, systems and capabilities should we have a student information system where not quite, um, the students aren't using that as actively, say, as the learning management system Blackboard. But nevertheless, you know, the grades are stored there, all mm-hmm. their registration, all the student records are stored there. And uh, something that is um, we're just about ready to really roll up our sleeves and get get this implemented is a mobile app that integrates with the student ima- information oh, system. Nice. So, Illusion's the vendor, mm-hmm. uh, the Illusion mobile app. And it won't be just a, a integrated with student information system for students to be able to check their grades through the app or mm-hmm. things like that. But also there will be a lot of information pushed through the app about student life, uh, different um, events that are going on on campus. So um, this is a technology we're very excited about. And hopefully by year end, the, the mobile app will be rolled out and all the students will have access to it, be able to download it on there. Uh, smartphone, whether it's uh, Android or an Apple phone. So it's coming down the pike soon.
0: Nice. That's good to hear. Um, One of the things I wanted to ask just in terms of other new things is that I know there's a new lab space opening up at Westside. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Because it's got some special features, doesn't it? we are very,
1: very excited about this space. Um, So we are currently working on its name. Um, We want to come up with something really cool and interesting. But essentially, functionally, um, it'll have several different areas uh, for students to access. So we are going to have a gaming section, where where there will be six Xbox stations um, set up for students to use with large monitors and comfortable chairs. It will have an area of um, just open general computers for students to work on with a printer. Um, And then we're going to have a couple of innovation rooms. So these rooms will have um, some of the more um, interesting technology like virtual reality um, software and hardware to design, Um, and then we'll have a space in the back for Students to do WebEx conferencing mm-hmm. and podcasting. So it's kind of a multifunctional room. Um, we're really excited, and it should be ready um, for the start of the semester. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and and we're really excited, especially the the gaming portion of that because it'll be nice for students to come in and just kind of socialize yeah. and and you know have fun with their with their friends.
0: Absolutely. Um, one of the things that we talked about in an earlier podcast was, students involvement on campus and one of the ways that we talk about being involved is not just joining a club somewhere but being employed on campus and i know your department has a lot of space for students so so we do so we employ about
1: 50 to 60 students um at one time so they've got and we have a number of different positions um from computer center assistant to technology assistant, network assistant. Um, so they um, there are many different functions. We have some that work in media services, so we have media arts majors that you know help us shoot the football games and lectures and concerts. Um, but one of the areas that John can speak to and he really developed was um, a couple of positions that have really uh, gotten our students great experience to then take into mm-hmm. the workplace. So I'll let John describe some of those jobs that, sure. we, that he's developed.
2: So we have um, the student developer program. So mainly computer science and MIS um, majors. And they join us sometimes in their freshman year, but most typically sophomore, junior, mm-hmm. or senior year. And they work side-by-side uh, side, um, with our IT I staff, and they actually help us with uh, project-related work. They get experience, and we get help from them. For example, we have the students um, implementing the new... Design for the university website so while our staff developed the recipe if you will the mm-hmm. design and the approach it's something they can hand off to the students and they can go independently work with the departments on their website cleaning up their content training them to use a content management system so we've had some great success there um and
0: yes i can speak highly yes to <laughs> Right, one of our students. One of of the students who works for you is my daughter, actually, and she helped with our department's website. And I actually, she's been great to work with, which I wasn't sure how it was going to work out, but she's been so helpful. And I I had an issue last week. And, you know, we had done this several months ago, but she's still my kind of go to person because something I just couldn't figure out how to make it work. And I gave Ellie a call and. Boom! There it was.
2: Ellie has done an awesome yeah. job. So her and about five or six other yeah. students, and then um, when they're ready to move on, we ask them that they train the the younger students mm-hmm. that are coming along. So it's not just all our staff; yeah. it's just uh, working out r- really, really well. And actually, Rebecca, you know, it really started with Rebecca, where uh, some of the students who were managing the labs came over and wanted to develop an application. Um, and then we developed it together into a mm-hmm. program, and now it's a repeatable process where, again, like Rebecca said, the students getting a lot of experience, mm-hmm. but they're really helping us um, right. get real project work done. And, and we, that's and been we, a
0: long-time thing in, in IT anyway here on campus is people throughout the years that I've been here, and I've been here since, you know, the sun rose, um, it, there's always been a good recipe for students to get some real hands-on experience and and then go out and do really cool things in the world, too. So,
1: Well, we had a former student that worked with our information security team, and mm-hmm. he landed a job at Facebook mm-hmm. uh, in their security um, area. And it was mm-hmm. a really, I mean, great, fantastic job. Um, yeah. He was really excited
0: about that. So that was yeah. one of our success stories. Yeah. So it's not all just about what, you know, what programs you have available to run on your computer. But um, anything else that's, that's of interest that you think students might want to know about what's happening in technology and media here? Um, maybe we've we do covered a have, lot. So. Just one other thing
1: I'll mention that if students are involved in clubs, um, mm-hmm. we do have a digital signage system around campus so that they can advertise um, through media services. Oh, they can great. send things to and advertise um, upcoming events and stuff. And there are displays all around campus. that's something that's in, of interest to a lot of students as well. How do, how do they do that? So they can send their um, their information to requestmediaservices at wcsu.edu, um and just send us their graphic or their, or we can create mm-hmm. a graphic for them if they don't have something designed um and we'll put it up and they could just tell us, you know, when they want us to run it and that kind of thing. Great.
2: Yeah, and I I would add that um and this again, this is in Rebecca's area, but we we've transformed the the service desk now where there's new software. There's um, a full-time person who's leading the student workers who, um, um, you know, they're manning the the help desk. And students can log in to the the portal. And, again, if you go to the ITI homepage, Mm -hmm. upper right, the service desk, click there. You use your same credentials that you would use to, you know, log in for your mail or the learning management system. And if you're having an issue or problem, that's the first place you should look. Because there's a lot of information there that uh, you can self-help. You can solve the problem yourself. And like you said, they're um, digital natives now, the students. Mm -hmm. They do want to go and see if they can get the answer themselves. But that's a good place to start. And then if they can't find the information, they can report the problem there. And and then the service desk will get them connected to the right person to, to help them.
1: And one thing just to tack on to that. Um, so we keep metrics on um, mm-hmm. what our faculty, staff, and students um, contact our help desk for, mm-hmm. and without fail, it's password resets. Mm-hmm. And students yeah. can do that. That's a self-service, yeah. and they can go again to our to our um, IT and I webpage, or it's just wcsu. password and they can reset it themselves yeah. because students tend to, you know they they've they're locked out they might think i'm locked out for the weekend if yeah. it's a saturday um so that's a self-service that we've offered um that they that they should know about that's great
0: i think we could probably go on for hours because you guys are you're involved in every aspect of the university so i guess maybe we'll just have to invite you back some other time but um i want to thank you for both being here today and talking to us about what's going on on campus because i it's important and like i said it touches everyone at some point and some more than others so thanks rebecca thanks john for being with us um if you had any questions that came up from today that we didn't answer and that you would still like to ask you can feel free to email me at griffin m at wcsu.edu also if you have suggestions for a topic you want to hear about email me at the same place and that'll be it from gab and grow we hope you'll listen again bye bye Hi everyone